Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reservations. We're your hosts. I'm Rain Whalen. And I'm... Zachariah... <laughs> Cervezas. Oh, I thought you were going to say... Uh, no. Zach Morris. No, Zach Morris. Come on. Is trash? Yes, I was. Well, welcome back, everyone. Uh, we really hope you've been enjoying um, this season, the series uh, finale of season four. This is not the series finale, but the the, the end of the series. The end of the season series. There, there we go. Because um, I know I have. Um, That's like, good. I'm really glad that you've been enjoying yourself. Uh, but once again, you have now set the bar even higher yeah. You know? Yeah. Because, yeah. Especially with this movie. Because uh, as I kind of said off mic, um, and I know it's probably controversial out there, uh, but I enjoyed this movie so much more than Goodfellas. That's now, really interesting. It's not to say I didn't enjoy Goodfellas. I thought it was great. I, I 100% agree that it's probably one of the best mob movies ever made. But in terms of... See, it's really hard to without sound, sounding like I didn't enjoy Goodfellas because I did, but it just, just something about this movie, man. I, I, you know, I think this one is a little more faster paced. This one's a little more exciting. Uh, the, the colors are very vibrant, and so yeah. it really captures your attention. I, I think that there's something to be said about enjoying this one more, mm-hmm. even though intellectually you understand Goodfellas to be the superior movie. Oh, right? absolutely. I, absolutely. I, I completely understand that. I enjoy this movie a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's so much fun. And... Uh, let's go ahead and say it's Casino. Yeah. Uh, we Which, casino. if you decide to look it up, um, make sure you type either film or 1995 at the end. Because if you just type Casino, it's going to try to find the most nearest casino to you. Huh. I should know. Because I wanted to look up some trivia, and I just typed in Casino on my phone, and uh, it was like, Casino's near you. I'm like, I, yeah, it's a pretty generic title, <laughs> so uh, that's about to happen. But, um, but yeah, man, I... Well, that was going to be my first question is which one did you like better? Because uh, the reason I ask is a lot of people like to lump these two together. And I could see why. Right. I mean, it's it's obvious. Uh, yeah. This is said to be the spiritual sequel. Yeah, I could really see it because it, it did feel like a continuation of Goodfellas, even though chronologically this is 10 years before Goodfellas. Or 10 years you know, prior to the end. Or to the end of, of Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Right, 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 right. Um, you're right. And, you know, I think it's just, you know, it's Scorsese, it's De Niro, it's Pesci, it's mob, mm-hmm. right? It's crime. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's so easy to lump the two together. Yeah. Um, I think I did, when I saw both Goodfellas and Casino, I watched them back to back. I think I just found both of them and then I watched them together. Um, so, again, it's easy to... To, to pair the two. Right. right. Um, and obviously, uh, Nicholas uh, Pelleggi also wrote this one, mm-hmm. uh, like he did Goodfellas. And so it, it does have the same rhythm. It does, you know, and of course, the constant, ever present narration. Yeah. Um, and and I, I really and I really love what they do with it towards the end of the movie, yeah. which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It was, it was great. And I just want to say this, man. Like, Sharon Stone rightfully deserved all the the accolades that she got for this movie because I hate 
Ginger, especially towards the end. I'm yes. like, yeah, Ginger sucks. And and as what we were also talking about off mic, uh, people having a hard time differentiating actors from their characters. Mm. So I was like, Sharon, you knocked it out of the park. You really made a character I fucking hate. Yeah, yeah, Ginger's the worst. It's, yeah, especially. As the movie progresses, and in in, I would say in the first forty-five minutes, you're like, "Hell yeah, yeah, Ginger, that's what's up," and then it just goes downhill from there. Yeah, let you know. All right, let let's just dive in. Okay. Because um, what I love about this movie the most, I think, is it follows a a structure that we have actually discussed before, mm-hmm. which is to understand when something goes wrong, you have to know how it works. Right. And so the first 30 minutes of Casino is explaining to you how the casino business works mm-hmm. and how it may not be always on the up and up, right? Right. And here's how it connects with the mob. And here's how this works. Here's how, And I love it. I, I live for that kind of exposition because it's not – because I need to know. Right. This isn't something that, you know, I could have figured out on my own. Right. As as you have famously said on the podcast, uh, you don't like spoon feeding. No, I don't. And I would agree. This isn't... Martin's not spoon feeding us No, I need anything. to know how the business works. Right. Because later on, it's not going to go well. Mm-hmm. It's all hell's going to break loose. Right. And so to be able to understand that, we have to know how it works. And so the right. first 30 minutes, of course, is... De Niro explaining to you how it works. Mm-hmm. On his side, Pesci explaining it on his side. Mm-hmm. And then, oh well, no, Ginger doesn't have any narration. No. It's, it's just Pesci well, and... De Niro and uh, Frank Vincent, but that's not to the very end. Yeah. Um, and I just, I you know, like I've said before, I'm a big fan of the thick Brooklyn, New York accents. Mm-hmm. I, I was having... Not a hard time, but it took me a minute to get used to Joe Pesci's accent in this okay. movie. Okay, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like the way he says Tangiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not exactly how he does it, but it, you know. By the way, the Tangiers is not a real place. No, real yeah, place. I figured. Um, because these guys are based on real people, but they aren't named after them. Was so this it, is a little different than Goodfellas, where everyone is named after. Uh, relatively, right? Right. In this one, they're not. Was it a situation of Nicholas when he was writing this kind of to protect these people's anonymity or? I'm not sure. I think uh, part of it was that, hang on, I don't want to get his name right, um, that uh, Frank Rosenthal, uh, who De Niro portrays as Sam Rothstein, yes, um, wasn't too jazzed about the idea of a movie made about his life until oh. he saw it. And so... Oh, so, so, so he saw Casino and was like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Well, yeah, he saw Casino, or it, maybe it was once he realized De Niro, Pesci, and Scorsese were attached because he loved Goodfellas so much that, it, that he was like, oh, now I'm kind of into it. Let's do it. <laughs> well, sorry, man. Uh, Robert's already agreed to Sam Rothstein. There's a little so. bit of a background on this uh, that we can dive into a little bit more later. It was sort of a 2001 A Space Odyssey situation mm-hmm. where um, Nick Pelegi, or however you say his name, mm-hmm. Spaghetti, um, <laughs> f- was finishing the book after production had already started. Really? So they were sort of done simultaneously, 
which is how 2001 was. Okay. Um, in 68 or whatever that was. Um, I, I was gonna I was gonna throw in another one, but I rem- then I just remembered that the book and the movie were actually written at the exact same time. Mm. Uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, because Seth had the idea, and then I can't think of the director's name who did Wanted was like, well, hey, I heard about you had this idea, let's make it into a movie, mm-hmm. and so Seth wrote the script and the book simultaneously, and so the book and the movie almost came out at the same time. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But anyway. yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, it, it, you know, um, again, pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. Right. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get into some of the production stuff here in a minute, but really, I just want to talk about the overall story. So, um, I think your first go around it's a little confusing, only because it's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. That that, that first 20, 25 minutes they're of, throwing a lot at you. Yeah, you and you have to be paying attention to not only what's being said to you. But what's on the screen? Right. Of how they're moving the money around and how this is going and yeah, yeah. It, right. uh, the 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 shot of the guy um, picking up the money from the count room to put in the briefcase for the bosses at the deli. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all done in one tracking shot, right? Yeah. And it's it's so seamless and so cool that you know you're like, oh man, they haven't cut yet. That's pretty cool. Wait, what did he just say? You know what I mean? You, you miss stuff, right? Yeah. Because it's it's a lot of information in a very short amount of time. Oh yeah. Which may make the runtime for some feel a little longer because things are so fast. Wasn't uh, wasn't Aviator longer? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Um, well, our season finale is longer than this. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, um, but you know, I mean, it's because of the rhythm of it. It may yeah. seem a little longer than... Because you get so much done in a very short amount of time, narrative-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Scorsese would argue that this movie has no plot. Um, he said that there's a lot see. of story. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of action, but there is no plot. Uh, because again, you know, people's lives aren't set out in a tight narrative structure, right? Right, right, right. Um, I could, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because you know, it doesn't necessarily follow any sort of narrative structure, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that connects it with something that we're familiar with is the rise and fall of a character, right? Right. Um, and, of course, by now we're pretty used to that, um, doing this series. We mm-hmm. had it in Raging Bull, we had it in Goodfellas, and now we have it again in Casino. Uh, it seems to be a pattern right? Uh, with these guys. And they tell you straight up in the, in the very beginning. We like, fucked it we up. We fucked it all up. Right. And um, I really love the, the explanation of the desert and how it's used to solve some problems. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's great. And Joe Pesci's so funny in these, uh, in these narrations where mm-hmm. he's like, but you got to get the whole duck before you get there or else you're looking at about a 45 minute hour of digging, you know? Oh yeah. And if someone shows up, you're going to be digging duels, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Joe. Um, yeah. Like I said, it took me a minute to get used to his accent because I was like, cause it was completely different from raging bull and Goodfellas. Those two movies, he almost had the same accent, but in this one, it was a little bit more kind of Northern Bronx. Mm-hmm. Cause he it had a little bit more higher pitch to it. Yeah. Like how you said, when he said, you know, the Tangiers, yeah. you know, 
But after a while, I was really used to it. Uh, especially when he lost his shit in this. Uh, so if we were titling these episodes like I normally do, uh-huh. uh, this one would be called "Is This Your Pen?" Um, <laughs> because I had, I think I had mentioned, I probably did um, last time that yes, Joe Pesci is terrifying in Goodfellas, but he is exponentially more terrifying oh, yeah. in Casino. Yeah. And I think it's just you know the. It, he has a lot, uh, a lot of stuff similar in both characters, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in in uh, Tommy and Nikki, right? Tommy and Nikki are essentially the same person, but <laughs> but uh, Nikki's a little bit more ramped up. Yeah, Nikki's a little more ruthless, mm-hmm. right? Uh, where yes, they both have hair triggers, uh, tempers. Um, Nikki's gonna kill you. Bottom line. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do love the way De Niro explains it in his voiceover that if you, you know, if you if you cut him at him with a bat, he'll get a gun. If you come at him with a gun, you better kill him. Right. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. You know. Uh, and of course, that whole scene with him murdering that guy with this pen, right? Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a little taste. Of what you're going to get later, because eventually he'll put some guy's head in a vice and pop his eyeball out, you know? Um, yeah, which man. Which essentially, fun fact, uh, was put in the script and filmed as a red herring for the MPAA. Um, oh. Because they're like, they'll never let this in. But if they see how horrible that is, the other stuff won't seem as bad. And they'll, <laughs> they'll tell us to cut out the vice scene, but we get to keep everything else. A but lot the- of filmmakers like to play this game with the MPAA. Well, yeah, because as you said, the MPAA is run by monsters. That's right. And so what they'll do is they'll put something in there so outrageous or so violent or whatever. That if they approve everything else, we'll say, you got to cut that. They're like, like we're good. Oh, okay. and they'll be like, oh, no, that. Oh, oh no. no. It's already cut. Right. Okay, 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 good. Right, exactly. So, uh, but they had no problem with it. Wow, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think they cut out like just a couple of, couple of frames and you're done. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I'm sure Martin was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. You want me to leave it in? Okay. Fair. I mean, you know, at that time, you know, the MPAA is very, I mean, this isn't a podcast about the MPAA, but um, they're very biased. Oh, yeah. And so as soon as they see Scorsese's name on it, they're, like, they're, al- they're already thinking it's highbrow, it's critically acclaimed, it's this, it's this. Therefore, this violence isn't gratuitous. It's it's intentional and it's it's um, it's valued, right? Right. Which if it was a nobody, they would have been like, "Are you out of your mind?" You know. Uh, but anyway, that was a yeah, little side of the NBA. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was going to give another example, but I was like, "No, let's get back to the movie." Uh, again, the <laughs> Nikki is scary, mm-hmm. right? But not as likable. I, you know, you were, no. you were, uh, you, we were talking off mic, and you, you were saying that you didn't like for, especially at the end. Yeah, tor- yeah, towards the end, I, I did not like Nikki, not because of how he was written or anything. Just Joe was just pe- playing him so well. I was like, wow, I really don't like this guy. You know, I was kind of compared to last week with Goodfellas, where we like Tommy until we don't. Mm. And uh, even then, you know, we're still bummed out when he gets whacked, right? Exactly. When 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 Nikki 
I mean, like, I, I wasn't immediately like, oh, I don't like Nikki. I was like, oh, okay. Like, oh, yeah, he is way more terrifying. But then as just the film kept progressing, I was like, man, this fucking guy. And Again, real person. Um, Anthony, um, hang on, I want to get it right. Uh, Anthony uh, Spilotoro. Spilotoro? Um, sorry, Spil- <laughs> uh, Anthony Spilotoro. Anyway, um, is Nikki San hero right yes. so um again they're they're playing a real person just different name mm-hmm. right uh and in sort of a different setting right like the tangiers um eventually joe pesci puts a gray streak through his hair mm-hmm. right because that's how anthony looks or did look and, and i'm assuming it was also to help the audience understand well i mean time has passed or whatever yeah right? but also, eventually, that's what he looked like, and so he's like, I eh, might as well. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it wasn't until this go-around, watching it, because I've seen this movie countless times. Mm-hmm. Normally, I watch this movie for the rhythm, mm-hmm. right? And for the comfort- comfortability it gives me, right? I, I do love this movie. I like that it's long. Yeah. I like that it's vibrant, it's exciting, and it's the rhythm of the narration and the dialogue. I love it. This time, I was really paying attention to the story. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, which it's been a while since I've done that with this movie, because usually I just pop it on just to have it on in the background. Um, it took me a while to, you know, I mean, to to really realize Nikki's role in all of this, mm-hmm. right? How he's connected with Sam, how he's connected with the casinos, where he's really not mm-hmm. connected with the casinos. The only way he is is to protect Sam. Right. And that's it. Right? Mm-hmm. But once, you know, obviously, we've all seen the movie, but, you know, you know, once Nikki gets a little out of control, a little hot-headed, thing, things start to go Snowball. off the rails a bit. Yeah. Now, <sighs> Sam is not a good person, but... He's not a bad person. Yeah. Right? Because, like, Nikki's a bad person. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's blatantly obvious. Uh, but Sam is a little more... He's in that morally gray yeah. area. Yeah. He's a little more ambiguous because, yes, he's a degenerate gambler, but he's not losing. Mm-hmm. Right? In fact, it's the opposite. You know, I, I think it sums him his character up perfectly in the pen scene where he's like, I was just asking him, I was just trying to figure out why he was being like this. Yeah. You know, like you could tell he was getting a little agitated that the guy was like, well, fuck you. But he was kind of like, but, but why, you know, why are you yeah, getting why so heated so with mad? Me? You know, like, why are you I'm, so angry? But and <laughs> before he could even ask, <laughs> Nikki's on him. Yeah. Right. And that is the difference between their, their characters where Nikki reacts uh, just instinctively. And it's, Sam... Sam is just trying to figure out... Just trying to assess the situation as a whole, right? Right. All Sam wants to do, his entire motivations, is to run a casino, make it successful. hmm End of list. Yeah, and even as he says to Andy at the beginning of the movie, I'm going to run it my way. That's right. And that's going to be it. And that's it. And you Andy was it. like, you got it. I mean, it's... You feel bad for Sam because oh, Sam, yeah. Sam is content where he's at. It, it's Nikki who wants to expand or always be. Nothing is enough, right? right? 
and and so where Sam is just trying to run the Tangiers, mm-hmm. Nikki's trying to run Vegas. Yeah. Right. Which very ambitious, but foolish. Yes. Um, you know, and and yeah. and something I learned with this movie, you know, in in Goodfellas, Martin really shows us that. <laughs> The mob is fun until it's not. Right. Um, but this one, I really felt like it was more money is fun until it's not. Because you got to think when when the money starts coming in and more, that's when their problems start to stack up. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that's when we get the, I would say, in the middle of the movie, all hell breaks loose. Everyone's out for everyone. Right. Because who's got the money? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm reaching or but no. That's, I but, mean, it it, it tracks. You mm-hmm. know, um, again, where where Sam is a little more content with the money coming in, and that's enough. Mm-hmm. You know, giving the bosses their slice, whatever doesn't matter. He's doing what he wants to do, and that's run a casino. Right. Right. Uh, Nikki's saying, "Yeah, we made a million. Why didn't we make two? Mm-hmm. Right, and that's where their relationship starts to fall apart. Is Nikki's just making trouble for Sam, and Sam doesn't want any of that. Mm-hmm. And right. Sam even warns him, like, "Don't, don't be, don't do this." Right. But Nikki's like, "Yeah, well." And and do you think it's because Nikki's a made guy? Yeah, and yeah, Sam, I think so because you know Nikki is legit a made guy in the mob. I mean, he is, you know. Uh, what Billy Bats was in, in Goodfellas, right? Right. Dude's untouchable. And as we've seen, what happens when someone's untouchable, they're a little more reckless, mm-hmm. right? Like with Billy Bats. Right. Billy Bats is telling, you know, some hair triggered hothead to get his fucking shine box, and what happens, right? Yeah. Uh, he's not thinking because he's lived so long being untouchable, right? Right. I, I think this might be Nikki's problem. Yeah, that would make sense, you know, especially when he starts, you know, robbing people, uh, sleeping with Ginger. Mistake. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) Which, you know, no, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I don't don't want to jump ahead yet. I do want to briefly talk about Scorsese's mom again. Yeah. Because she's in this movie. Yeah. One more time. As soon as I saw her, I was like, ah! Yeah, she, uh, in this movie, is a very uh, lovable Italian woman who does not like foul language. (laughs) I'm sorry, Ma. I'm sorry, Ma, but that's how it is. You know. Uh, He's knocking over the wine. She's very adorable. Yes. Uh, I mean, she's adorable in the other one, too, right? Yeah. Um, And I just love that Scorsese, and he doesn't really direct her, really, um, because (laughs) he knows how she is and how she'll react. So... A lot of that was all of it was ad libbed. That's awesome. Um, so what you're saying is she she really is an Italian mom. Yeah, pretty much. She really is like that. You know. <laughs> That's awesome. And the the way she the, the reason she works so well in these scenarios is because Scorsese knows her so well. Obviously, you know it's yeah. his mom that he knows exactly where to put her. And he goes, I'm going to put her here, behind the counter. Yeah. Let her clean the counter. Uh, yep. And then this foul mouthed person here, her son. And go. What would you say? And then that's exactly what you would say. And that's I'm, I'm just, Ma, I'm sorry. Do you have to use that language? You know? Could could, could you watch the language? You know? <laughs> I love it. 
I absolutely love it. I think she's so adorable. And especially, I, I wish she was in our finale, and she's not. It's, I'm assuming she passed yeah. away. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because she already... Because it was only about a two-year difference from Goodfellas to Casino. Two, three? Uh, five. Five. Okay, so, okay. I mean, she didn't look that much older from no, 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 Goodfellas, no. but you could tell she had aged a little bit. But. Right, right, right. Um, again, watching these back-to-back... Uh, I think that was the first time I ever realized that was his mom ah. in the in the deli. So I, you know, that was fun. Um, again, the same thing with the music man. He just oh, knows. Man. He has yeah. an instinct when it comes to this stuff. And let's briefly talk about the music because the music is a little bit different in this one than it is in Goodfellas, where the music is constant in Goodfellas. This one, it changes with mood and with tone mm-hmm. in the same scene. Yeah. So, for instance, there's a song playing when Ginger is at the craps table when we meet her for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think. And she's winning all this money for this dirtbag who has paid for her company, correct? Mm-hmm. Once Sam sees her throwing the chips up in the air, the music changes. Yeah. It's a different song, right? Because now we're Sam's point of view, mm-hmm. right? And so the music is always like this in this movie. It's ever-changing on and a dime. And it's hits, man. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, and these are bangers, right? Yeah. And uh, You could turn up these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just amazing. I, you know, and I'm sure, just like in Goodfellas, it is very precise. I want this song here. I want this song here. Mm-hmm. This song here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When I was watching this, I kept remembering what you were saying of him riding with Nicholas, probably like, okay, now, uh, right there? Yeah. Yeah, uh, put Louis Prima. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. And uh, put Muddy Waters there. And Nick is just like, okay. And for the seventh time, can you put Rolling Stones there? You know? Um, again, the Rolling <laughs> Stones is very much in this movie, um, even though it's not on the listed soundtrack, which is yeah, insane. We, I don't know where you looked, but... I'm, I, it said the official soundtrack. Well, they're wrong, because even in even subtle in the background there's like the uh, a, a bluegrass version and it's on um, Let It Bleed uh, of, it's like a country ish version huh. of Honky Tonk Woman um, and then of course that's you know Rolling Stones or Sweet Virginia I mean they're Anyway, anyway, I love the Rolling Stones, and so they're and so does Scorsese, and he's made a documentary about them. So that's awesome. Um, anyway, music is ever present mm-hmm. in this movie, and you know we get a whole bunch of it just because of the length of the movie, right? Right. Um, but not only do we get ever present music uh, at the time, it had the record for the F word. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Scorsese shattered his own record. Um, How many times did they say it? In this one, it was up to three-something. Uh, like triple digits? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like three. <laughs> well, I mean, that makes three. sense because it like in it one... It was over 300 times. I in remember. one sentence, you know, like towards the end, Sharon Stone is 2. saying... 2.5. It was 2.5 fucks a minute. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is how it, is how it equates. Um he the, shattered this. Would you like to know which movie he shattered this with? Who? Wolf of Wall Street. Really? With a little over 600. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you think he was... 
trying to find the right movie to do that with? No, I, no, this is not on his radar, right? This is just how these people talk, uh-huh. you know? And so, again, uh, Wolf of Wall Street is about the same length duration-wise. Um, but again, these, these finance guys, you know, they're animals. Yeah. Right? Even more so than these mob guys, <laughs> right? They're... Potential future episode, Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, I'm a huge fan I would love to do that. I've, been, I've always wanted to see it. It's amazing. Um, anyway, so... I, I think, just, I, I think, I think I, we just lost half fact. our viewership because I just said I didn't see the Wolf of Wall nah, Street. Okay. All right. Let's do... Let's talk about James Woods. Good. I, dude, I was like... Talk about James Woods. I'd Be- love to talk about James Woods because I love James Woods. As do I. And, and yeah, he he's, plays he's a sleaze ball so well. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he said that when he found out through his agent that Scorsese was thinking about him being in the movie, he called him immediately, and he said, "Anytime, any movie, any price." And, and Martin was like, okay, one dollar. Yeah, exactly. And he would have done it. He would have done it for free. <laughs> to be in a Scorsese movie, you out of your mind? Yeah. You know? And and so, you know, he gets this role and it's he's great. Right? Yeah. I mean he's a sleaze ball and we hate him, but and he has a very sleaze ball name, Lester. <laughs> Diamond. I know. Ugh. Uh, ooh, Lester Diamond. But the few scenes he's in, he, oh, he kills it. Yeah. He kills it. Uh, Sharon Stone may have had a little bit to do with that. Uh, she had asked the the child actress to constantly annoy him. Really? Um, so in the background, you'll see her like poking at him and stuff. And like, knock it off. And that's real. That's <laughs> like, awesome. She, she just kept poking at him or, you know, like saying stuff or hitting him or whatever. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, Which, you know, adds to, yeah, you know, especially the end, towards the end of the movie. Exactly. When uh, when she's trying to run away with Lester. <sighs> Originally, Lester was not supposed to be filmed. Um, Just mentioned by name? Well, no, no, no. Uh, filmed at the wedding. So um, when she's on the phone with him uh, at her wedding. Yeah. Um, gosh, she's a dirtbag. I hate Ginger so much. Yeah, um, dude, she's the worst. That should have been a red flag for Sam. He had a fun idea. To squ- he's like... What if we showed him, but he's doing cocaine and with a, a hooker, and he's like, okay, <laughs> you know, because that's 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 Lester's character. Yeah. All in one shot, that's him, right? Yeah. And it works so well. Again, uh, most of James Woods' dialogue is ad lib. Really? Uh, yeah. That's great. I mean, James Woods is awesome. I mean, he, he truly is. Uh, <sighs> You know, future episode, The Virgin Suicides, he's great in as well, mm-hmm. which I don't think you've seen, but I've, as I've told you off mic multiple times, it'll bum you out, which I know you like. I do like that a lot. Um, but man, as soon as he came on screen, because I, I forgot you told me he was in it, and I saw his name, I was like, oh yeah, that's right, James Woods is in this. And as soon as he came on screen, I was like, ah, oh, I love it. I love it, and I hate him. I love it. Another um, alumni of Once Upon a Time in America. He's also in oh, Once Upon a Time in America. Dude. Uh, and I just love his fucking, his fucking mustache. Yes, that his mustache his, is gross. His I, almost is like John Waters mustache. Love it. Uh, I love his mustache. Yeah. I definitely, he's definitely the character 
who was written to that you love to hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, especially, especially when Sam confronts him, I was like, oh, dude, I, I literally stood up. I was like, oh my god, Sam. <sighs> yeah, it's yeah. I really do enjoy James Woods's. Uh, presence in this film Mm -hmm. even though you know he's awful Um, now let's go back to De Niro if there's one thing you know about De Niro in this movie it's his suits yes would you like to know the the wardrobe um, the the budget for the wardrobe I feel like I'm not going to like this answer. It's a million dollars. Oh, on just suits? Yeah. On just... Well, no. I mean, on everybody's wardrobe, it's still a million dollars. A million dollars. Oh, yeah. And they got to keep it. So what you're telling me is Robert got to leave set with all those suits? Yeah. That's pretty tight. They got to keep their wardrobe. That's pretty tight. Especially uh, when him and Ginger go out to dinner and he's got that nice, like, red... No, no, no. That's when he finds their daughter Mm -hmm. strapped up at home. He's got that... Badass red jacket, all black shirt, black tie, but then white pants. Yeah. That's so fucking cool. <laughs> and he's, he got to keep that? He's very flamboyantly dressed in this movie. Yeah. Uh, making him a true casino owner, right? Yeah. <laughs> or a casino manager. Um, Especially when he has that meeting. <laughs> oh, and he doesn't have pants on. <laughs> and he opens up his closet and he's like... Yep. Also, I'd like to point out... I didn't realize it when we were watching, when we did Raging Bull. Robert De Niro has really skinny legs. Skinny legs. It made me feel better about my legs. I also have very skinny legs. And, but like, um, as you can tell, uh, Rain came with my pants on today. Yeah. But like, uh, like in Raging Bull, you can't really tell because I mean you're not really looking at his legs. You're looking right up. I mean, this is 15 years later. But but uh, but still, I mean, we still look great in this. But uh, but then he when he when I noticed when he put his first leg in, that's when I noticed it was like. Wow, he has Whoa. such skinny legs. Yeah, look at those legs, bro. <laughs> but gets a meat on the bones. But man, but then he just kills it at that meeting, bro. This whole like yes, yes, the the the, the finger pyramid that he makes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, fans of Shudder will recognize the <clears throat> recognize the cowboy that he fires. Um, he's like, what is his name? Like Joe Bob something driving blah blah blah. Uh, um, on the Shutter. character. Oh. Yes. So the character that um, the one that didn't catch that the slot machines were paying out uh-huh. jackpots every time that he has had problem with throughout up until then, right? Yeah. Uh, he's been a famous. He's like Elvira <laughs> when it comes to horror films. <laughs> uh, Shutter has him doing lots of different shows, kind of like Elvira does. That's awesome. Or did. Um, but anyway, <laughs> if you're a fan of horror films, Elvira. yeah, he's from Dallas. Uh, he's a he's an actual Texan. Well, and yeah, and he sounds like it. He doesn't sound like he's from Nevada. No, 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 no. Um, all right, so I want to talk about Nikki's death scene. Mm. So Frank Vincent is in this movie again. Yeah, this is the third in a row. And he's even called Frank in yep. this movie. He is. And he has a more substantial role in this, which I really like, uh, since Raging Bull. Because Raging Bull, he was in quite a bit. This one, he's not only is he in it quite a bit, but he is significant. 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the liaison between the the mob heads and Nikki, mm-hmm. right? He, he's like he he's like both right hand man, right, right hand man. He's Nikki's right hand man, but he's also the boss's right hand man, right? And so the 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 events leading up to Nikki's death and his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's very similar to the reason um, Tommy was killed in Goodfellas. Yeah, he's causing too much trouble. Yeah, you know. And as we've talked about, Nikki was for sure causing way too much trouble. Yeah, uh, sleeping with Sam's wife, which even though the mob was pretty much getting ready to cut ties with Sam anyway, right? They're like, you don't do that. It's another man's wife. You know, he was banned from. All the casinos, all the casinos in Vegas try to, as you say, run Vegas, try to take over, killing people left and right. It's too much, right? And so they kill him. So uh, in real life, uh, they were killed elsewhere and then taken to a cornfield. They weren't killed in the cornfield. Oh, yeah. Uh, but they were later taken and buried in a cornfield. Um, when... This is going to be a tie into Raging Bull. When uh, Nikki is pushed into the hole, uh-huh. uh, he broke the same rib that uh, he broke in Raging Bull. Really? Uh, when uh, when De Niro hit him. Oh, um, yeah. So when, uh, that poor rib keeps getting broken in a Scorsese movie, um, and the it's a really cool shot where they're they're filling in the hole and uh, you can see uh, Nikki sort of like gasp for air mm-hmm. and sort of move around a little bit. Not Joe Pesci, not a person. Yeah, it it's was animatronic. Yeah, I was gonna say that was like that. That doesn't look like Joe Pesci. It didn't look like Joe Pesci, but I was surprised to see that it was an animatronic. Well, and, you know, and... I thought that was pretty neat. I think the point of it was, you know, because Nikki was beaten so oh, badly... so bad. Yeah. ...that I'm sure they're like, we'll get away with it. Oh, for sure. And, you which, know, I never caught it. You know what I mean? It still looks pretty good. Yeah, it's, it really does. I mean, it, it, unless you have, like, memorized Joe Pesci's face and you know how he looks. Or how he would look with a... With swollen eyes. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, and also, I was just really just giddy because Frank Vincent gets to kill Joe Pesci this time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he's the one who gets to beat the shit out of Joe Pesci. That's right. Because Raging Bull, Joe Pesci beats the shit out of him. Goodfellas, Joe Pesci kills him, but this time, Frank's like, nah. Yeah, Frank Frank gets his revenge. Frank's like, nah, family. In this one, yeah. Um, and dude, and that's that's got another one of my great, one of my favorite things that Martin does with the narration. So like we talked oh, about. yes, I, I love you know, this like, bit of narration. Go ahead. Like when we talked last week of, uh, with the Goodfellas and Ray doing narration, and then it cuts to him talking directly to camera. I love that. And with this one, Nikki's talking about how him and Dominic, his brother, were doing a meetup in a cornfield. I can't remember for what, but Nikki's excited. I'm assuming he thinks, like, okay, cool, I'm going to get some recognition here. And then right when Frank whacks him over the head, his narration immediately stops. And he even yelps. He goes, yeah! 
mm-hmm. you know, in the narration, uh, which almost makes it seem like these are all in their head. Well, not only that, but in real time, these mm-hmm. nar- these. Uh, these VOs are in real time with the action, right? Right. Which doesn't really line up with a lot of the other stuff, but right then, perfect. Especially with how the film opens. Right. Um, the opening um, with the car bomb. Yes. Um, was actually a meant to be, and I don't think they ever really outright said it, a, a non sanctioned um, not approved hit by Nikki no they do they okay do. they do because okay. because okay so I think this is another reason why I really loved this movie mm-hmm. uh, is because this hooks you immediately yeah um, we see Robert walking out of in that pink jacket in that dope ass pink jacket yeah and he gets in his car he starts it and it just explodes uh, and then we we go back and that's when we get our voiceover, which, as you're saying, you know, most of it seems like it's in real time. But, you know, now we're thinking, okay, Sam's dead. Yeah. And But how is he narrating? Right. Until simultaneously as Nikki is getting whacked, we're getting an explanation for Sam. Mm-hmm. And Sam doesn't actually die, which I was like, <gasps> I was like, what? Yeah. Because the whole movie, especially when all this shit all this bad shit happens to Sam. You're like, and he fucking dies? Like, really? Yeah. Come to find out he's not dead. And he even says, like, that it was an amateur job, and he knows who lit the fuse, and that's when we cut to Nikki getting whacked. Right. So I don't think they outright say it, but... No, 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 but it's implied. Yeah. Right. And uh, I love the the title credits, the the opening credits. Uh, It's by Saul Bass. He did Goodfellas also. Mm -hmm. Um, The Goodfellas ones we didn't really get to talk about, very reminiscent of Psycho, uh, with the uh, oh yeah, you know, with the moving from you know uh, right to left and then center. Right. Um, this one just blows you away, and I really like David Fincher is also like this. If you want another modern example, where the credits are separate from from the movie, right? They are its own thing, mm-hmm. so you're not having to watch credits over the narrative right right it's its own thing once it's over we're back to the movie to the movie and you can pay attention right okay Uh, so i really i I like that yeah because you know some movies sometimes the the opening credits tend to get in the way of exactly what's already being shown right so then you're watching you're like oh oh he's oh wait what i just missed so I yeah. really do now. Scorsese doesn't always do this, but um, I like it when he does, where yeah. it's completely separate from everything else. And once it's over, it's over. Now we start. Yeah. Um, so before we before we keep moving on, I just I just want to say like how happy I, happy I was when we learned that Sam has been alive this whole time. Yeah. I was like, oh thank God. And then he's got those giant glasses again. Yeah, which I, I fucking love. As loved. soon as I saw it, I was like, Rain's gonna laugh at that. <laughs> Dude, I loved it. I was like, yes! Because of his glasses from Goodfellas. Right. But these are overt, like, comically big. Like, they're so big. Yeah, and, they. And, and they make his eyes look really big. They too. do. They, they, they really magnify his eyes a lot. Uh, but, you know, his outrageousness 
with his outfits also go with his glasses because when he is trying to get that hearing mm-hmm. uh, for his uh, his license his gaming license yeah. his gaming license uh, he puts on his sunglasses in the hallway and they're ridiculous yeah. <laughs> you know but I guess not for what a 78 or whatever yeah. the time period is supposed to be um, it's it is outrageous but that's him right mm-hmm. he is peacocking to the highest <laughs> level right are you peacocking me right now what if I am he is peacocking big yeah. time um, I also want to give some honorable mentions to Don Rickles. Oh, yeah, dude, as soon as I saw his name, I was like, Don Rickles is in this? And Don Rickles is awesome in this. Yes. Right? Um, I love his his sort of his faux politeness when, uh, when they catch those guys. Um, what would you call it? You would call it like... Uh, like Morse coding yeah. the stuff to each other. Yeah. Uh, which is genius, by the way. Um, but when he gets the other guy uh, who's trying to cash out really, really quickly, uh, his, his faux politeness just to get him to the back. <laughs> and I, this is maybe my favorite moment in the movie is, besides the pen thing, is De Niro going, you can have the money or the hammer or you can just walk out of here you can't have both. You know, I'll, I'll walk out. That's a good choice. Good job. You know, because they destroy that other guy's hand. Look what they did to my hand. Right. Uh, oh, and which I, I wasn't expecting. To show them hitting his hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, really cool. And it's a really good cut where you, you know, they replace it with obviously a prosthetic hand. But you can't tell. No. Because that hammer comes down and you immediately oh. see, you hear bones break and you see blood. Yeah. It's... It's you're right. It, it, it's sort of shocking that you're like, whoa, they didn't cut away. That's cool. Yeah. You know, um, it almost reminded me of, um, well, I guess Casino. I was reminded of Casino in uh, John Wick uh, Three. Oh, when when he cuts his finger off. Nope. I was gonna say oh. um, knife to the eyeball. Um, hey, I'm trying to remember where he there. He's getting this has nothing to do with anything, but yeah, I, yeah. I, oh, yeah, yeah, at the beginning, and he and, and he, he just and he goes through the guy's eyeball, and we don't cut away from the eyeball, right? Yeah, uh, it's saying that, right? And it's the it's the you were thinking they weren't going to show you, and they showed you, yeah, that right? We're, we're going to cut to the guy, his face screaming, but right. now Martin, no. boom, right? Oof. And I just love the you can have the money and the hammer or. You can just walk away. You can't have both. And almost I, implying like... He's, he's oh. almost like their, their dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think it's so funny is that he pretty much saying like, I'll let you keep the money. Yeah. But, but you're going to walk out of here with a broken hand. Right. But we're going to shatter your hand. So... Oh, and, I, and, and I love how, how he... How important is the money to you? And I love how he asks the friend, like, right hand or left hand? Like, do you, do you use the right hand or left hand? And he was like, my right... <sighs> Well, I guess you better learn with your left. Right. And, you know, it's sort of what you just... It's sort of like the fantasy of what you think it's like to get caught cheating at a casino. Yeah. Right? Uh, Not to say that that stuff didn't really happen, but of course they did. Right? I I have no reason to believe that didn't really happen. Yeah, 100%. Right? But now I'm, I doubt it. But yeah, now I'm pretty sure it's you forfeit your winnings and your band get out. And it really does. 
it really does make you nostalgic for old Vegas because, mm-hmm. again, at the very end when he describes that now it's like Disneyland, yeah, he's exactly right. And once they destroyed all of those old casinos and built these eyesore monstrosities. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still want to go to Vegas. Sure. At point in my life. But it won't be the same. Well. Right. And uh, it, again, it makes you just, even though you and I are very young. Yeah. You still want to live in a world where things are traditionally like this, right? Mm-hmm. And people are wearing suits. People are, you know, respecting the 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 game, right? right. And it's sort of dangerous and it's sort of fun, right? And now, no way, you know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, didn't uh, didn't Ocean's Thirteen show us that it still can be dangerous? You picked 13? <laughs> that was my only problem with that, is that you didn't say Ocean's 11. Ocean's 12, where Julia Roberts plays Julia Roberts? That made me so angry, but we don't have time. So, um... <laughs> sorry. I was thinking oh, about God. Julia Roberts playing Julia Roberts. Well, playing a person who looks like Julia Roberts. Um, that is unforgivable. <laughs> Steven Soderbergh, if you're listening, first off, thank you. Second off, I wish you hadn't done that. All right. Um, it's okay, Steven. I put some of your uh, your Grey's Anatomy movie on my Criterion wish list. Well, thank God. <laughs> um, all right. So you said you really wanted to talk about the production. I did because I, I, I kind of liked how they did it. So what they did was not to get in the way of the the actual casino because they they filmed in a working open casino. I was about to say I'm I'm sure they filmed in Vegas. They did. Um, They would film from like 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Oh god. I know. That's brutal. Yeah. You know our 10 hours on set towards the end of it when it was getting dark I was like man are they ever going to stop? Right. And so but I mean it's it's only like 4 or 5 hours. But you got to get a lot done in that four hours. And I mean, at the at the pace of the movie, you can only imagine how fast they were going. Yeah. Or again, maybe we're just putting the assumption there because the movie is so fast paced, right? Right. It didn't necessarily mean they filmed that fast. But even the casino, <laughs> um, wanting people to still come in there, would put movie being filmed. <laughs> Casino starring uh, De Niro, Pesci, and Sharon Stone. Um, they put that like on the and casino. So people are like, Robert De Niro's? Robert De Niro's in there? Joe Pesci? Let's go! You know, uh, just to get Stone. people in there. Uh, which is hilarious. Because it's like, come on, man, we were doing this. Martin was like, look, I can't say anything because we're paying you to be here, but why? <laughs> yeah, like, come on, man. You know, so. Um, <laughs> You know, and again, I, I really did like the... It cost a million dollars to get That's, the costumes ready. I know, dude. And of course, now when you hear a million dollars on a wardrobe, you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's light. It is, but it's... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's getting a very important text. Yeah, that's my dad. Uh, I'll call him <laughs> back. Um, it's... <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I, I can't fathom spending that much money on clothing, but 
Um, obviously, it had to be all tailored, right? Yeah. Uh, and things like that. So, I mean, hey, we can get off of clothes. I mean, I just, I, the clothes is such an important part of the movie to me. Like, as soon as you say casino, I automatically think of De Niro in all of those in all those suits, right? Well, and it's almost like, almost like Robert, not Robert, Martin was accounting for the clothes being such a big thing that, you know, Sam even confronts Ginger about the $25,000 she took. That was De Niro's decision. Uh, really? To hound her about every single dollar spent. So so you got him some suits. Okay. Yeah, and then he just he breaks it down. He goes, okay, like you got him a watch too. Let's say about uh, $12,000. You get him a good watch. What's good to him? Yeah, what's good to him? <laughs> he doesn't know, right? Uh, <laughs> again, this is a... Sam's not a good guy, right? Ginger is the worst. Oh, Ginger's awful. Like he, she's asking for it. That's not. I'm. That's fine with me. I, you know. But again, I still think Sam is not only the protagonist, but uh, he's he's meant to be sympathetic. Right. We, the audience identify more with Sam because this is a classic American dream story. This is, I'm wanting this, I have achieved this, but these people are getting in the way. Yeah, you know, and, you know, and and speaking of Ginger, you know, it, it starts very, very good. In the beginning, they start dating, they get married, everything's great, and then she wants a divorce, um, well, well, I think it really starts when he has Lester beat up, which I agree with him later on. I should have killed him. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's when it starts where she starts to have this resentment towards him. And uh, and then she just snowballs out of control, you know. Yeah, because uh, then she starts doing drugs, drinking, and, you and, know, really just... Endangering their daughter... Oh, yeah. Doing cocaine, not only in front of her daughter, but almost like, here, hold the plate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, which is silly. Yeah. And um, so when she dies, is it just a regular overdose? or Because they almost make it sound like the mob gave her dealer some really bad drugs. No, I, I read it as... She just OD'd. Yeah. I mean, it was just, you know, bad dope, you know, mm-hmm. and she OD'd. Uh, and kind of, kind of what we were talking about is Sam in his narration talking about when she dies. He even mentions how much money she had left over from the two million that she stole from him. Oh, dude! And again, so hang on, I just want to point out because I know I mentioned it when we did funny games. You know, I don't like it when our story turns on our our hero, which of course, as we've been saying, Sam is really not a hero, but we do. We sympathize with Sam more. Uh, dude, that whole sequence when she steals the money, I'm like, I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Yeah. Um, and they almost kind of set it up like she's going to do that. When the banker's like, you know, if you do this, she's the only one who gets access. Do you trust her enough? And he's like, yeah. And Martin's almost like, bad move. He shouldn't. Right. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you know, Sharon Stone now, 
I don't think is as respected as an actress. Really? I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't really. Well, the I mean, last I thing haven't... I saw her in, she was in like a, an HBO thing. Mosaic is pretty good. Um, I don't really see her in a whole lot of stuff anymore. Um, well, you got to think, you know, the one the movie that made her career, she flashed her vagooner. All right. Um, <laughs> I guess her vagina. Um, <laughs> basic instinct. Yeah. Um, sure. Now, that is correct. Um, but in this one, you know, she got to really show off her acting chops, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she even said, she told her acting coach, this is years before she got this role, that she wants to be good enough to work with Robert De Niro. She oh, had said that awesome. to her acting coach. And so, eventually, she got this role and bada bang, she So, I'm it. sure it was, she was like, oh, my God, it's Robert De Niro, you know? That's Robert Money right there. I... I mean, I know my my dad's not a big fan, but I love Robert De Niro. As do I. Uh, so do very, I, man. Very much. And so, again, a third of the reason we're doing this is De Niro. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think, as we were kind of talking about off mic, I think that's another reason why I really enjoyed this movie so much is, as I said last week, I love Ray Liotta. I think he's phenomenal. I think Goodfellas, he was really able to shine. And like we talked about, that was a really big deal for him, considering he hadn't been acting long. But with this, it's all Robert. You know, he's in every scene, bam, 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 and he's he's crushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he almost Sam Rothstein almost reminds me a little bit of his his character in Joker, just a little bit. Okay. Just how he how he handles himself. More. Yeah, because there there is a a part in the in the film where he does become a talk show yeah. host. Right. I mean, that wasn't it, but just how he carries. No, I know, it. I know, yeah. Um And you're right. There is a little bit of that in there. Um, I I urge you to watch King of Comedy. Yeah, I I, I tried to find it so I, on Amazon, but it's almost impossible to find. Oh, um, that sucks. Well, let me rephrase. A Blu-ray. It's almost impossible for oh. me to find a Blu-ray. I don't want a DVD. I. Feel very good that I have a copy on Blu-ray. Um, then I didn't know it was that hard to find. I I urge you to watch that because that then you'll really understand why Joker was so well received and especially because Nero was in it because of not only Taxi Driver but uh, King of Comedy. Yeah. Um, again, Scorsese films mm-hmm. um, that are just unbelievable. Now this will be the last time until. 2019 uh, when he will work with Scorsese again. That's crazy. I know. So this was 96, right? 96, 97? 95. 95. So I should have fucking known that. I said that at the beginning of the episode. 72 to 95. He did eight films. Uh, you know what? I don't know when Main Streets was. I, I apologize. I just <laughs> threw a number out there, and I was hoping it would stick. I have no idea. Um, it has to be around then because um, Taxi Driver 74, so it has to be before then. So I'm going to go and say 72. 72 sounds nice. 71, 72, until 95. They did eight films together. And then, so then they didn't see each other for 24 years. Well, I mean, I'm sure they saw each other, but, I mean, but they, didn't, they work. didn't work together for 24 years. Yeah. Goddamn. I mean... He had uh, he had DiCaprio now, so yeah, um, yeah. DiCaprio was his uh, his new golden boy. Wait, hold on. 
<gasps> oh no. Oh, did Jeremy mess up? I might have. Cape Fear was uh, after this. I take it back. He did Cape Fear. That was the last time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I was trying to find a cool way to connect this one with our finale, but I I think he did Cape Fear in between. You goofed? I goofed. Guys, I goofed. I can't keep all this in my... Uh, you know, once we start filming these things, you'll see that I'm... I, a lot of this is for memory. So, <laughs> Oh, no. Jeremy just said a spoiler. Yeah, I did. Um, and I... You'll see that I do all this for memory, so it's it's hard for me to keep track of all this stuff in my brain. I think I, I think I agree with you. We I think we've always needed an intern. Big yeah. intern. What year was that? What year did Mean Streets come out? And you hear it. <laughs> uh, it was 1972, Mr. Jeremy. Cool. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, dog. Um, of course we would treat them like that. That's why they're interns. Um, it's all experience for them. Yeah. We don't get paid, so they don't get paid. <laughs> all right, Rain. Um, let's do a quick oops, I forgot. Oops, I forgot. Did we forget anything? Did you want to talk about something that we forgot? Um, no, because we talked about um, Nikki. We talked about... Um, because I really did want to talk a lot about Joe Pesci, and I feel like we, I feel like we really did, um, especially his uh, when he gets whacked. Um, uh, we talked about Robert. We talked about Sharon Stone. Um, I don't think we missed anything, man. I I loved the movie. It was, I think I agree uh, with what you're saying that it's it's all the the lights, the colors. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I gravitated towards this one more. I mean, again. Um, uh, Goodfellas is the more superior of the two, but Casino, I think I, uh, I told Ashley, I tried to get Ashley to watch it with me, but since I assumed, cause I, I also don't see this as a mob story, mm-hmm. but I assumed. And so she was like, eh, I don't really want to watch it. But then after I saw it, I was like, you have to watch it. It's not a mob story. You will love it. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I think because Goodfellas is so critically acclaimed where Casino is also I mean Roger Ebert also gave it 4 out of 4 stars I mean this thing isn't the coveted 4 out of 4 that's right this thing isn't missing anything from the success of Goodfellas this thing has it all right I just think you know from my experience I just think people just assume Goodfellas is the better one you know yeah and I think you could go either way I think Um, I think so too I think it's just because Goodfellas came out first, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, but this one has a lot of value to it and a lot to offer uh, if you love films like Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the movie for you. Definitely. It's so good. Um, so, Jeremy, uh, before we talk about what we're going to do next week, I just want to point out, So, like I said, Jeremy did kind of throw in a little spoiler. Uh, Oops. I think let's go ahead and say it. I was gonna I was gonna use next week to talk about it, but you know what? We'll go ahead and say it now. So if you like the Facebook page, you might have seen a post where we asked uh, if you wanted to see video. Actually, I don't know if I did that. I didn't do it on. I did it on my personal Facebook page, mm. um, just because I wanted to gauge to see if people wanted to do that. And it seems like a lot of people want to see that see us actually I guess talking so for season 5 we will have a video Um, we'll start posting 
the audio still on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere that you get your podcast. But then we'll be posting video on YouTube. That way, if you actually want to see us talk and see us flap our hands around, I mean, at least me, I talk a lot with my hands, um, you can do that. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Um, I think this will be a good... You'll have to start dressing better. But other nah. than that, no? All right, no, cool. People can see how how badly I dress. Okay, cool. Dude, there's... there's uh, Theo Vaughn just wears a t-shirt. I don't feel... Yeah, but Theo Vaughn is sort of, you know... <laughs> he's Cajun trash. So... <laughs> Dude, what if he listens? I love he, you, Theo Vaughn. And he's just like... Oh, no, I think, Theo Vaughn, I think Theo Vaughn's hilarious, but he is Cajun trash. Uh, so, Jeremy... What are we talking about next week? Our finale. Well, the entire reason I wanted to do this uh, is for the finale. Um, you have not seen it yet. No, I've and I wa- found that a bunch of people haven't either because I've mentioned what we're going to be doing. I, it's not. It's not because of the time. Because um, I know some people haven't seen it because yes. of the time. Yeah, that is the number one reason that I have found people are like. I don't have the time. Um, Yeah, you do. (laughs) It's not the time for me. That's not it. I think because certain movies, I really need to be in a specific headspace. That's why I haven't seen... uh, I'm thinking of many things yet. I really want to. Oh, my God. I'm thinking It's It's on my watch list. I really want to watch it. Um, I just... I'm like, I got to be in the right headspace. Mm. Because I... Certain movies, I can either put all my focus in and watch like Casino... I put all my focus in. I didn't even look at my phone. I looked at my phone a couple times. So I was like, I need to look something up really quickly about this. But I was in. Other movies, if if it's movies I've seen constantly, if it's movies that I don't really want to see, like uh, when Ashley watched The Virgin Suicides for the first time, I wasn't really into it, so I was on my phone. As the movie progressed, I got more engaged and was like, wait, what, what, what happened? But... For this one, I know I'm like I can't, I can't, and since uh, and then since it has a Criterion release coming, I'm like, all right, I got to see it before I buy it. So, and so, um, sorry that long-winded no, okay. explanation. I, so the reason why I I decided to do this end of end of season series mm-hmm. this way uh, was I think you'll like the movie more. If you have this context of Pesci and De Niro and Martin and Scorsese working together, mm-hmm. and of course that's The Irishman. Um, when The Irishman came out, I mean, if you have been growing up watching these movies like I have, it's so powerful to see these guys on screen together again because and- it's been so long. And throw in Al Pacino with that? You throw in Pacino, you throw in Harvey Keitel. <sighs> Love Harvey Keitel. Uh, I mean, this thing is wall-to-wall people that you will recognize and go, oh my god. Even our boy Jesse Plemons uh, is oh, in this yeah. movie near the very end. Um, so, I guess the whole reason I did this was so you can get something extra out of The Irishman. Something yeah. that most people who haven't seen Casino, Goodfellas, Raging, Raging Bull, Bull won't get. Um, you you need to feel just so happy that these guys are working together again. And yeah. I, that has a lot to do with the power of this movie and its overall narrative until the very end is 
this sort of nostalgia, mm-hmm. right? So that's why we did it this way. That's why our finale for season four is the Irishman. Is the Irishman? I'm re- I'm I'm super excited, man. Yeah, uh, like I said, I've been really wanting to see this movie. My mom also has been trying to get me to watch it, and I'm like, I'm gonna watch it. Just I'm like, I need my I need time. Like I need to, or maybe a good reason. Yeah, this is both. But yeah, um, so we hope everyone enjoyed the second to last episode of season four, Casino, and uh, we will see you next week for The Irishman. The gypsy woman told my mother. Before I was born, I got a boy charge coming. He's gonna be a son of a gun. He's gonna make pretty women's jump and shout. Then the world wanna know.